Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. My name is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and today we have a very special guest. And it's, she's one of my mentors and, uh, and one of my inspirations at the same time, too. And let me tell you who she is. Her name is Marianne Sabino. She is a starseed empath, a sonic alchemist, chantress, and channel vibration sound known as light language, ascension guide, and educator, and the one priestess. Over 25 years, she has been served as um, many people, both primarily and groups, to achieve personal growth, empowerment, and transformation. Her mission in life is assisting others to access their infinite potential and align their soul purpose. Marianne Sabino also teaches a class of light language that I had the fortunate to take that class. And she was a, it was a really amazing experience. That I highly recommend it when if she do it again, and uh, you can find her bio and the way to contact her is in the description box. And if you have any questions, just please let us know in the comments in Facebook. I will appreciate that. And Marianne, I really, really, really appreciate that you have accepted my invitation for for today. It is really my pleasure to have you. I I love you so much. Oh, you're such an angel. And I, I'm so grateful that you invited me on. It's a blessing and really a gift. And I'm really happy to be here. Um, we're really going through some very intense times uh, on the planet. And I have been going through a personal issue with my health again. And uh, it's almost like Groundhog Day. You know, you wake up and it's like, uh-oh, again, you know? <laughs> But here I am, and um, I want to talk about um, what's coming up with the planetary alignments. Um, I don't know if you want to share anything else before we start that, or well, um, you want to let's start from there, okay? And, and then later on, I, I can ask some extra questions that I I, I have for you. But oh, but sure. let's start Absolutely. from there. Okay, so. Everyone who's watching now will be watching later. Thank you for your love and support. Um, we really appreciate it. We're here to support you as we go through these incredibly challenging, exciting, and unusual times of this uh, spiritual evolutionary journey that we're all on. So I want to talk about what's coming up energetically with the planetary alignments um, we're still currently, the sun is still currently in the sign of cancer. And on Thursday of this week, the sun is going to move out of cancer into the sign of the mighty lioness Leo um, at 726 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So the sun will be moving out of the watery, nurturing mother energy of cancer, of emotions into the fiery, magical child and heart-centered, you know, creative, powerful lion energy. You know, the Leo energy is all about the heart. 
It's also um, connected to the spine, the heart, and our energy. So it's very powerful time. And then the following day, after the sun moves into Leo, we're going to have a full moon in its opposite of Aquarius at 10.38 p.m. time. So we have sun moving into Leo the day after sun, I'm sorry, is going to be a full moon in Aquarius. So we have that opposite, you know, balancing the energies. Very potent, very powerful. Full moons are all about the culmination of when we planted the seeds at the new moon. So coming into the energy of Aquarius is very potent and powerful alongside Leo, you know, in, in, in connection to Leo sun. Um, so it's, it's a time for letting go, releasing things, letting go of anything that's not serving you, uh, coming into the light because it's, it's a full moon. So it's a potent time, but right after that, two days actually later will be the day out of time and the day out of time is the last day of the galactic new year. And it's a powerful day because it's charged with spiritual energy. And I really feel that it's going to start ahead of time with, with the sun moving into Leo because it's already in the power of fire. But on that 25th, that day out of time, which is the last day of the galactic new year, very ch high charge of spiritual energy, very like intense energy and more of a connection with the spirit world. So from that last day, it's like a free day, the day out of time, the end of the galactic, um, you know, last day of the galactic new year, the following day on July the 26th, which happens to be my birthday, is the planetary or galactic new year and the new beginning and the opening of the lion's gate. It's not when the lion's gate is in the full peak alignment, but it's when it begins to open. So from that, we have that galactic new year beginning. It's a whole new beginning of a whole new cycle. You know, a lot of people are under the impression, under the assumption that we, because we followed the Gregorian calendar, which is from January to December, that calendar was made for economical purposes for consumerism. It is not the true calendar, but we follow it. This is really the true calendar. It's an ancient calendar. The Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, the Mayans all followed this. So when that starts happening on the 26th with the planetary new year beginning, the sun, our sun, the constellation of Sirius, which is the blue star sun, and the earth will start to form an alignment process. And it will continue until August the 8th, which is when the Lion's Gate comes to its peak. So here are these planets and they start moving and they come into this grand alignment on the 8th, which is the full opening. So there's much more of an acceleration of the spiritual energy at this time. But I feel it's going to start earlier. It's going to start with the sun moving into Leo on Thursday. You're going to start to feel, you know, again, think of it as ascension is a gradual process. We don't just go from A to B. 
it, it starts like a wave, you know, it takes this form. This is the same thing. So on August the 8th, which is the peak of the Lion's Gate, it also has to do with the constellation of Regulus, which is the heart of Leo. It's right on the heart. It holds the energy on the heart of the constellation of Leo. And it's a binary system of four like planets and they're blue and white energy. So that energy of Regulus, which is the heart of Leo, will be also very activated at that time. Then on, it'll come in and it'll finish the alignment. On August the 12th is when it completes. Now, it doesn't mean that you still can't tap into Sirius or Regulus or the sun or the earth. You can do that anytime. But this is a time when it's going to be much more accelerated and amplified. Um, much more of, of connection, as I said, to spirit world. We have a much deeper and fuller connection. You can do it at any time but you will feel the energies much more as if you've entered another dimension. That's what it feels like to me every time when this starts to take place. And for some reason, I feel like this year it's more potent. Maybe it's because as we keep moving along, it's getting more and more activated, deeper and fuller. I'm not sure, but that's what I've noticed with it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to mention about it. <coughs> you know, actually what comes to me <coughs> earlier, we have a lot of focus on the divine feminine because the divine feminine was, was shut down by the patriarchy many, many thousands of years ago, eons of time ago. And she's coming home and we're trying to help her. That's what this ascension is about. But I still feel it's really important that we honor the awakened masculine. Because the awakened masculine is not of the patriarchy. It is the true masculine father, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Father. You know, the great creator. And if we don't honor our brothers and our, of that, of that beautiful awakened masculine energy, then we're doing the same thing that was done to us. So we have to honor the awakened masculine and bring him home to the feminine, to the goddess so that they can merge and marry and, and unify one another and really come into that place of, of, of love and balance and peace and beauty and, and the deepest connection. And we start that with ourselves, with our own masculine and feminine energies within ourselves by honoring both energies. We have to, we can't live without, one can't live without the other. We have been, and that's why there's been such a terrible imbalance on, you know, in the world and what's been happening on the planet. And Mother Earth is hurting, and she needs us. She needs us to honor the awakened masculine and the sacred feminine and bring them together in harmony. So I wanted to mention that that's coming in very strong right now, to please honor it, to honor both of those frequencies. I do have noticed that the veils are getting thinner. Yes. And there is way more of that. And 
a, a few months ago, in fact. This is increasing. And I, I, I know when my original planets of uh, points of origin was serious for me. Though, do the people that are the original point, because we have lived in many, many planets beside that. <clears throat> but if the people that we come from original from Sirius, they we're going to have a different activation, or it's going to be um, the same as everybody, or because we come from there, it's going to be stronger or something, something like that. In those, I don't even know how to. Are you asking me that if you think if I think that? Yes. I feel that it's affecting all the systems, all the constellations. Um, yes, but of course, because this alignment is taking place. You know, actually, you know what's interesting? Sirius is in the constellation of Cancer. Regulus is having to do with Leo. But we are still in this energy of Sirius because of the portal of the Lionsgate. It really brings in Sirius and Regulus together. But all of the constellations, we're all brothers and sisters, will be in harmony together. Um, I used to feel my star of origin was from Arcturus. I still believe that I have a very deep connection to Arcturus, but what I realize our true star of origin for everyone is source. That's the very first place we are from. And it was one light, one sense of energy that started to break apart because we had to go off and explore be missionaries, go off and really, you know, emissaries and go off and do our work. Now, that doesn't mean like you may say, I have such a strong connection to Sirius because you probably have had lifetimes there. It is funny because I have more connection to Pleiades. Okay, there you but, go. But I I know that I the point of origin, it was uh, Sirius. So I always take into account, even in my connection, is more into Pleiades, but I, I have that knowledge. So that's why I say we've been in different plants in different places, not only planet Earth, of course, but uh, but we've been in many places, but I still know where is that from. Yes. Well, I, I agree with you. My very first recollection and I didn't even know any of the star systems. I felt them, but I didn't have names for them, was the Pleiades. And I remember thinking, oh, this is home, because it was that there was a time I did live there. Mm -hmm. But then I started, I went from the Pleiades to Sirius, to Andromeda, to Arcturus, Lyra. And I realized, okay, that's what's going on here. We have these connections. We start remembering these particular lifetimes because we do come from source, but we had an incarnation in these other places. And it's important. I'm, I'm actually going to be offering a webinar on star seeds because people have been asking. I'm putting it together now. It doesn't matter so much 
where we think we're from. It's okay if you have like you say, oh, I have this deep, deep connection to the Pleiades. I, that's great because each planetary system has their own unique essence and energy. So we are souls that want to grow through experience. And it's through the experiences by going to these other constellations that we get to understand and know and explore and grow. Then we hear the call to come to the earth plane because Mother Earth was in trouble and she kind of still is, but she's getting healed. You know, she's getting what she needs. I, I, I can't say for sure when everything is going to be in perfect harmony, but what I can say is the fact that we're aware of it right now and have been for quite some time, some of us have been, tells me that even if it looks so horribly frightening out there, some days it does, we are making headway. We are, I believe, creating a new world. And I hear a lot of people talk about we've entered the fifth dimension. Well, I believe the fifth dimension is here. It's not a physical place you go to. It's a state of being, state of consciousness. Yes. But we go in and out. We go from the third to the fourth to the fifth and higher. Then we drop back down. We navigate. We're not going to be in the fifth dimension all the time. If this planet is fully in the fifth dimension, we're in trouble because I don't see that. I do see there are times we are in it. Yes. But then we kind of have to step back to something that isn't quite even the third dimension anymore, that we knew it. It's not the place that we are really that familiar with anymore because, of, because we've grown. We've shifted so much that when we think we're stepping back into the third, it's almost like we're in suspension. The third is kind of here, but we're not who we used to be, so it doesn't feel familiar anymore. And so we're looking for a way to navigate, to go to the, you know, the places that are starting to feel like a solidity because we're in a wobbling place right now. We have been, but that's okay because that's how we know we're shifting. That wobble is good. I totally agree with you. I, I That's what I teach my students. It's a state of conscience. And then we get fear. So if we feel shame, guilt, whatever, and it pulls us down. But when we release it, we can go up again. And sometimes even upper than fifth dimension because it's a state of conscience and everything is happening in the here and now. You're so right. Marianne, we have so many, um, we're going to have uh, um, people that are going to be seeing this program. Okay. And I know many people wants to know, uh, because they, I've been asked, uh, what is the lion's gate? And we're getting closer, and I can't think in a better person to answer this one. What well, is the light? Lion's Gate is what I mentioned earlier, this alignment that takes place at the time from July the 26th. I mean, we're feeling it before that. The planetary New Year is when it starts to kind of open, but I think I could feel it's already starting. It start, we're starting to get that little, little taste of it. And it is this alignment that takes place with the constellation of Sirius. And the Syrians 
are beautiful beings who are connected to the lion. Not only are they connected to the lion, there's other constellations are as well, like Lyra and the Andromedans also have lion frequency, but Sirius has that deep connection. And it's also connected to Mary Magdalene and Yeshua. They were um, the divine unit, you know, unity couple that come from already starting that takes place with the constellation of Sirius. And the Syrians, were you able to get that out? Yes, yes, okay. sorry. It was, okay. it was frozen in there. Oh, okay. So um, Yeshua and Mary Magdalene come from, well, Mary Magdalene is a sister of the Rose, who is also a priestess of Isis from Egypt. So there is a very strong connection with Sirius and Egypt. So the lion's gate has to do with this alignment of Sirius, the blue star, with the earth and the sun coming into alignment in the constellation of Leo and Regulus, because Regulus is right on the heart of Leo. So that's what lion's gate is. It is an opportunity. When I speak about abundance, I'm not just talking about money. Everybody assumes that, oh, this is a great time to manifest. That's fine. You can if that's what you need. It's an abundance of love. It's the heart of the lion. It's unconditional love. It's, it's, it's stepping into our strength and having the courage to move forth no matter what is trying to take us down. Lion's Gate is a powerful time of stepping into your strength. Stepping into the mightiness of your own. You don't have to be a Leo. You, you can tap into it. You know, um, of course, those in the constellation of Leo with birthdays are probably going to feel it a little more, but it has nothing to do with that. Everybody is, is, a child, is a child of the universe and we're all worthy of it. Yes. So it's about stepping into your power and your strength, opening up your heart, coming into that unity of masculine and feminine in harmony within yourself, being a, a way shower to others who are in need, transforming anything in your life that's out of place, out of balance. There's so much that can be said about this gateway. It's quite powerful. It's an opening to the stars. You know, it, it's an opening to our past lives where we had these incredible gifts and abilities to say, you know, I'm having a struggle right here now at, at this time on the earth plane. Perhaps I can tap into the lifetimes when I was on Sirius and I had these gifts. They're still in my DNA. Our DNA is very, you know, is opened right now and, and really brewing and moving and flowing. So if we could tap into the unique gifts and abilities that's to each of us, that this is, this is a time for it. You know, the lion represents courage and strength, creativity, love, um, power, but not power as in I have power over you. It's our own unique power that comes from a place of love. And something that I have encountered in the time of, 
of Leo. Uh, I might be wrong in this one because I am not my expertise are not astrology at all. But something that I have encountered every time in the time of Leo is about personal security. That you you're gonna if you don't have it, you're gonna be tested. <laughs> and if you have it, you're just gonna assure it more. That's something that I have encountered every time, every 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 year when it's the Lion's Gate. That you're gonna be tested. Well, and the number eight is infinity, it's abundance. It is abundance of financial too. But not. I don't want people to think, oh, this is a great time. I I could learn how to make a lot of money. And no, it's about all the positive things that come yeah. from the or, or problems. It depends where their mind and emotions are. Yes. So be aware of your emotions. Become aware. Abundance comes in all forms. It's abundance of love, abundance of friendship and and family, abundance of helping Mother Earth, helping a friend, helping your sister. It's abundance of creativity, of expressing our souls in a creative way that brings us joy, that brings joy to Mother Earth, that brings joy to those who, you know, take it in. And at the same time, I will add to that, just become aware of your emotions and your thoughts because it can be abundance of everything. depends on what are your your negative all the time and you're you're going to also attract the same thing so be aware of your thoughts and your emotions so you can have the abundance of the good things <laughs> no. that's right watch out because you know look every zodiac sign has its positive and negative leo can be bossy controlling and and garish with you know m money you know all that all about having being in the spotlight all the time and and, you know, that can turn people off. For me, you know, watch out with that ego. Get off your pedestal, lion, and come down to earth. Be on the earth and with the earth for the earth. Yes. Come together in unity in the heart. Don't put yourself above anybody. Stand side by side and walk together. That's a leadership because Leo is about leadership but leadership with consensus, stand side by side, not me in the front or you in the front, stand by my side. Yes, I agree. And I yeah. have a sister and a son, yeah. Leo, and I do agree with you. <laughs> That's the lioness, lion energy of Sirius is standing side by side, not above anyone else or ahead of anyone else because that's the ego, that's the side of Leo. All right, again, there's a balance. Sometimes those lessons of being on your pedestal are what you need to come down from it. And, you know, it's all in divine order. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get tested. Yeah. Because we have to learn from all our, including from our ego. And our dark side and our light side, both parts are, us yeah i just posted something on my page i i was going through a moment of deep despair and it just poured out of me and it was all about that of you know this is a planet mother earth is a planet of polarity you cannot have only light and good and fun there is another side when you're stuck in the mud in the dark that's how the lotus grows that's how the light comes out 
not just I'm all love, I'm all light, it's all positive and wonderful. It's not. We need that contrast. This is a planet of contrast. It's what helps us grow. It's what helps us to know. And it's part of us. That's what I teach about the ego. Everybody's like, oh, how do we get rid of it? No, you don't get rid of it. It's your friend. You actually need to get to know it. So actually, you are becoming friends with it. And you have to become one. Why? Because it's like cutting an arm. You're going to still need that arm. Well, the ego works the same way. You can cut it off. It's part of you. It's like your hand. And yes, I totally agree with you. We we need that. We need to become friends with it, with our dark side. Yes. Shadow is like a friend of mine said it beautifully, and she cured herself of bipolar disorder when she faced her shadow. And instead of running from it, she took it in because it it went from the size of a monster to a baby. It was like a little orphan that said, please, please love me. You run from me. You avoid me. You don't honor me. I'm part of you. And that's when she healed. When she took that little orphan shadow, put it in her heart and said, I accept you and love you just as you are. Now, I'm not saying that's always easy because when we're in the midst of the dark, it can be frightening and painful in the surrender to the ego. And I said earlier, I just, I literally fell on my knees I literally fell on my knees and I said to spirit, I know you hear me crying. I know you feel me in agony. And it was in that moment that the fear lifted because I just fell. I just, I surrendered to spirit. And honor your emotions. That is so important. All emotions are valid. Yes, because when we try to hide them and hide them and hide them, they're going to come out. It's better to affront them. Even if there is fear or is pain or whatever it is. Yeah, we can't is, remember. Look, human beings are biologically made to have fear. Now, I'm not saying you want to keep the fear 24-7. But it is a part of us. We need it for survival. It's when the shadow becomes overbearing that it becomes a problem, not the shadow itself. It's when you have to say, invite the fear in or invite the shadow and say, okay, I'm going to give you some space here to, to feel, for me to feel you, for me to see you, for me to know you. I'm going to respect you. But then it's time for you to go. I'll give you your space. I'll give you your time. I'll honor you. But then you have to honor me. Yes. And it's that balance. It's the balance. We need both. It's a beautiful dance. And that takes me to a question that I have for you. Tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't, we have never talked about this. You You were a belly dancer before, right? A sacred dancer. A sacred dance, yes, from various cultures, from Hawaii, from ancient Hawaii, from Egypt, from India. Um, probably some of it was coming in from other temples, from other cultures that just was already within me from my, in my DNA remembering. But there were some that I studied 
to help me access and activate what I already know inside. And how was your awakening? Because I bet it was very interesting when you were a little kid. Because you have all, I feel like you have all these memories already there and they were not blocked like many of us that we have to work through those blocks. But for you, I feel like you had more, more than knowledge since you were a kid. Something, I had blockages too. I believe me, I'm not immune to them. I know people look at me and they go, oh, but you're in this place. And I said, no, trust me, I've had many times of hiding due to trauma. Because when the trauma hits you the way it does, you don't know how to be anything else. So you run, you hide, you do anything to avoid it. Um, but I always also knew something inside of me was dancing, you know, was attuned. And as I began to question, I had trauma with tragedy at the age of two. And it was that trauma that led me on the path of spirit. It has not been easy. This has been something that one can't even imagine. If anyone would try to explain it to me, I wouldn't say, I would say, no, I, I, no way. I don't want that. You know, I don't, who wants to go through that? But here I am, here we are, all of us are going through our, you know, the other thing I want to say, and I know people mean well, it's, it's not, it, it, people get concerned, they care, they're trying to help you. Don't meddle with somebody's journey. If you have a suggestion or you want to help them, ask them, you know, can I share something with you instead of, you know, look, I just recently got diagnosed with my third time of cancer. Now, people love me and I love them and I'm grateful and they're, oh, sending me all kinds of messages and emails. Oh, you got to try this. This person cured their and I swear it's 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 wonderful to know how loved I am. But what it also does that people don't realize is it it brings us into more overwhelm because now we're being thrown all these different. Oh, how should I try this? Should I try? I learned something about going through this journey. Be in your heart instead of throwing somebody, you know, throwing on to somebody, this is what you should do. I'm sorry for what you're going through. Is there anything I can do to help you? Is there anything, do you need me to just sit here with you? Do you want me to look up ways that you can help yourself heal this? Whatever it is, ask. Don't just come at us with this because we are already battling something here that is no fun. I agree. And, and I know that everybody means well. And that's the beauty of it. I see that, you know, I, I burst into tears crying, thinking, oh, my God, I never realized how loved I truly am until this. But then I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, no, what should I do? Should I try this person? And then I got even more overwhelmed. And I said, oh, I had to step back. I had to throw it all away and say, universe, what do I do with this? And that's when it came to me. Be grateful for these people that love you. 
but let them know what you're feeling. Let them know that this is difficult. And I'm not just talking about my experience with cancer. Everybody's got their own stuff going on. Whatever your issue is, whatever you're battling, could be depression, it could be you know, you lost a loved one, your partner broke up with you, you lost your job, you lost your home, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's your journey. Don't let anybody tell you how to take it because your soul showed up on Mother Earth because your soul is here to take the journey in the way that is needed for you to grow. And nobody, nobody can tell you how to do that. People mean well, and we could get help and we do need help because we're not meant to go through the pain alone, but nobody can tell you how to take your journey. It's your journey. Step into it. And I don't know if you agree this with me. I, I have even made posts about this. When someone give you an advice, usually they think they're giving an order. When that advice <laughs> is... You can take it or you can throw it. It's your choice. But people is like, but I told you what to do. It's like, you advise me. And it's always going to be my choice to take it or to throw it. You know, and people do not understand that the word, what it means, advice, and what it means, order. And I, I don't, I'm terrible to taking orders. <laughs> that's something that. Well, first of all, that's coming from their ego. That's not coming from their heart. Even though they may... It may start out from the heart, but then their ego jumps and, oh, I'm going to get in on this. You better do this or otherwise you're, you know, you're going to have problems. Yes. How do you know that? Because this person did it. Well, that's that person. I'm not that person. I'm me. And nobody is me and nobody is you. Yes. We're all our own being, our own frequency, our own unique piece of the greater puzzle of the universe. Nobody is here to tell you how to take your journey. I know they mean well. They could give you some insight and say, thank you for this. That's why I say, if you want to help somebody, that's good because we do need help. We're not supposed to go through this alone. Don't come out of, from a place out of order. I order you, or you, like you just said. Is there anything I can do to help you? What can I do? How can I help you? That is the best thing that we could say to someone who's going through a struggle because then they feel, oh, somebody's not telling me what to do, but somebody cares. I'm having, I'm falling apart here and somebody cares. I'm not going to be alone in this. Somebody's here for me to just cry on or just talk to or just if they just witness me that is huge you have no idea what that does for a person you're giving them the greatest gift when you do that something that it was reminding me to today from a, a beautiful sister sana and uh, we were talking and she was telling me and it was very true when we start waking up we think we're we can heal and we we order more people because we know better <laughs> time pass we realize that hey everybody has to learn from the mistakes that's the way we grow and learn from our mistakes just a few people learn from the mistake of others the majority we learn from our own mistakes and more that you pass time and you start growing and you start under getting other understandings you stop giving so many advices you say this is what i do but you do whatever you want Right. Why? Because, and we stop telling people. Right. Or not. 
because we realize they have their own experience to live and their own choices to make and we're no one to to force no. or or force anyone to do anything no we and don't from, get a big attitude about it if somebody says thank you no oh well you're just you're going to have forget it you're going to be sick and you're going to die or you're going well God. you know what then if that's what my soul wants then so be it God. but instead of ordering that's pretty dark. Trying to yeah. put your fear is you don't do this, you're gonna die. Come on, that's I mean, dark. You know, this is what happens. People are in their ego. Listen, you're talking to a New York City Leo. I when I became trust me, I, I I've been it through every <coughs> emotion and every attitude that one can walk through, and I will admit I had the biggest freaking ego walking until I was down in the mud. And I realized, shut the hell up. Do not tell anybody what to do. Share your story. Be a friend. Open your heart to a person who's in pain and struggling and saying, I see you. I feel you. Oh, my gosh. I don't know your story, but I know mine, and I'm here with you. That's the greatest gift we can give someone. And if they ask for advice, they... Then you give it to them. Sure. This is what I do. Can, you know, maybe try it. Or if not, maybe I've had people come to me from classes that I've taught and sessions that I've given. You know, that wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but it led me to what did help me. And that was the gift. So I said, that's it. Maybe this is going to help you. I can't guarantee you. I'm not healing you. I'm, I'm opening, I'm creating and opening a space for you and holding space for you. I am not healing you. I'm opening up a space for you to come and be here so that I can help you in whatever way. And if that means leading you to something that does help you, then I know I've done my job and I've done a good job. I used to call myself at the beginning healer. And now, and years passed, and I started observing that I was—I never heal anyone. Right. That it was my ego, the one it was just calling myself healer, because there is no such a thing that someone is healing someone. And as a coach or teacher, whatever you want to call it, we just guide, but we, we don't force anyone, and we can't heal anyone. I don't know who it is, no. but we, no one has the magic wand that we can and you're healed. No. no. We, have, we yeah. have healing. We all have healing ability and healing energy. And perhaps it's more about, I call myself, I don't call myself a healer either. Yeah. I'm a facilitator. I assist you to, to help you access your healing. I give you tools. I have modalities. But that's not what's doing it. It's giving you a doorway to open up to your healing and, you know, your innate that lives within. Because sometimes the door is so tightly closed and locked that we can't open it. So I come in, I open the lock and say, okay, now you open the door and you walk through. That's, I got to walk through my door. That's your door. Okay. I don't know what's on the other side, but you're going to find out. Yes, I call myself coach. That's good. I remove the healing part from there because of, yes, I just tell my story a lot of the times and that is enough. 
Okay. How I did it myself, but I can't promise you it's going to work the same way. You have to try it if you want to, but but that's not even a promise because we all have different lessons. We all different. No, but you are inspiring and empowering people by sharing your story. That's what when we share our story. There is healing in it to some degree because it's inspiration, it's empowerment, it's um, opportunity that this is going to possibly lead me to something that will help me. This is already helping me, but I'm ready to go within, to turn toward my own innate and grab that, you know, wisdom that is within me. What is your opinion about the gurus? Uh, I know that before, let's say 20 years, 15 years ago, the gurus were like, you go with a guru, like now people are looking for the healers. But I believe in my point of view, I believe the time of the gurus ended because we're all in the process and people putting pedestals, yeah. human beings, that they're going to fall down because we're all in the same process. It doesn't matter if it's a guru or a healer or whoever or coach or or whoever. Yeah. My what my feeling on that is this. I studied with teachers going back to 30 years ago. Even more than 30 years. Now, those teachers, gurus, whatever you want to, they helped me. But there came a time where I had to say, Thank you for the teachings. Even, even I had, I had teachers that were loving and caring toward me. And I had teachers that were treacherous and awful and mean, but those were the best teachers because those teachers showed me how to step into my power and love myself and say no more. And if it weren't for them showing up to, to push me and put, I would never, I would not know how to step into my power. Yes. So the gift is that, yes, there's something there, but there comes a point where here's your guru and here are you and you're, you know, you're connected. And then you have to turn away and turn toward your own inner guru because the guru is within. Now, honor your gurus, your teachers from your past because they help get you where you are today. But there definitely comes a point where you have to walk away and go in. I agree. That's that's my experience, you know. Or else you're always going to depend on someone to help oh, you. Dependency, yeah. It's an addiction. Yes, it's an addiction. and that's not good. Marianne, I was reading your, your bio, and uh, what do you mean, uh, the the womb priestess? Uh, womb priestess. Womb priestess. The womb, when we talk about the womb... We're not just mentioning the female reproductive organs and, you know, the uterus, the ovaries. It's a, again, it's a state of consciousness. It's the bowl of the mother. It's, it's the mother's womb of the universe, the mother's womb of earth that holds us and nurtures us and nourishes us. So what a womb priestess does, she goes through various teachings to, you know, learn how to, yes, you heal the physical body, 
but we also go even deeper into the DNA from our ancestral lineages. And every culture had womb priestesses. It's just that in our modern world, we've, you know, we've pushed it all away because of the patriarchy. You know, the womb priestess can come in with sound vibration, with herbal medicine, with essential oils, with sacred dance, with hands-on healing, with crystals, with so many other modalities to not only heal, you know, yes, we have our physical health issues with, the, as I said earlier, the, the reproductive organs and men too. It's not just about the physical womb because that's the woman, but the men come from the womb of the mother. So we are birthed out of our mother's physical womb. We come onto the earth plane and then we dive into the earth womb. And that's our journey to the, the, the greater womb of, of the cosmos even coming through us. So our womb energy is really an energy of being rebirthed out of old programming, trauma, um, patterns and, and attitudes and energies that, you know, don't serve us. They served us to a point, but now we want to return to the womb of the mother come into this this unity of the heart and the womb coming back together and basically that dance of harmony and balance and peace and being able to go to the places that we've avoided. There's shame, there's trauma, there's, you know, um, pain and, and low self-worth. So these are all programs and what a womb priestess is trained to do from the sacred temples is to help us come back to our own bodies. Cause when we've been traumatized, we live out of our bodies. The womb priestess helps us to come home to the body in a safe and sacred way because it's frightening. It's scary when we have to come back down into the body that was once abused or harmed in some way, that now I can come home, feel my pain, and then out of the pain comes the pleasure. Do you do any kind of training on that? I mean, I want to say that there's nothing wrong with doing some training in it. Do the training to get you to open up to your unique gifts that you remembered from other lifetimes, whether it be on this planet or in other constellations. I do recommend studying some. Yes. Why not read books, go take a class, but more important, do all that. Take a workshop, go on retreat, give yourself a retreat, tune into your own womb or your own horror for men, right? You know, what am I feeling? Is there something that I'm not paying attention to? Is there something coming up that's overwhelming me? You know, I also teach women how to massage their own bellies, their own womb, you know, their own outer womb and bringing it up into the heart, into the breasts, because this is all connected. This is the nourishment and this is the nurturing. So you bringing in that feminine energy of the mother and there are many things that you can learn. And I recommend have some study with teachers, read books, 
but explore it on your own. Take time out. Like in the morning when you wake up, put your hands on your belly, close your eyes, ask if there's a message for you, write about it. Take a nice, beautiful bath with salts and essential oils and flower remedies. Nurture your body, give it good foods. Take time out for resting. We're too busy. We're in that go, 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 don't stop. That's that's part of the masculine patriarchy. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. That's the action that we need to get things to happen. But if you're in overdrive, then you're not nurturing yourself and you're not replenishing your energy. So those are some of the things that a womb priestess can help you with. I I do sort of retrievals, but I do it more um, in a more shamanistic way. I was more training that. That was the first trainings I had. My sister is a shaman, but um, but a lot of the things that I do now is more channeling, or not channeling, is basically receiving the message. This is what I do. That's why I was so happy when I received your class of uh, light language because then I I felt on a different level what I was doing. It was, I respected your yeah. paintings. Your paintings are so beautiful. And then you <laughs> were, I, when you posted them, I thought, oh, my goodness, how amazingly beautiful is that? Would I you still, like me to would you like me to offer a light language blessing at the end? Or if you still yes, want to, yes. if you have other questions, I wanted to make sure. Do you have other questions? Or Well, the last question I want to ask is uh, what is the name of the class that you're going to be teaching? And do you know when? Because people are listening to us. Well, I'm, I'm going to teach the light language course again, and I'm also going to be offering a star seed course, how to tap in and how to connect and learn about the different star systems. I haven't picked dates yet because um, due to all the lockdowns we were in for so long and everybody is so zoomed out at this point, it's summer here where I am. I think people want to really be out and, and trying to get back to some kind of life. So I've decided... I'll probably wait until the fall. I may offer an intro class on them. And of course, I'll let people know. Um, I'm also undergoing healing right now for what I'm experiencing. And I have some possibility of surgery coming up and things. So I want to wait till I'm in a place. I have to first take care of me because if I don't take care of me, I won't be here to help anybody else. So Marianne gets the first healing. And then when I'm in a place of balance and harmony. Again, more to learn from my own experiences. I'll be sharing um, more wisdom and teachings with others. One thing I will say, no matter what's going on in your life, and I know it can be really challenging, let yourself feel whatever's there. You could be angry. You could be in pain. You could be sad. You could be grief stricken. You could be Whatever it is, let yourself feel all of your feelings. And when you're out of that place of, of dealing with the feeling, look for something, even if it's one small thing, to be grateful for. Even if it's gratitude that you give to yourself for showing up to face the pain or the wound. That right there is huge. So. Thank you. That is beautiful. And yes, please. Um, okay. We, I believe we all we appreciate. 
So I am getting that the Syrians are here, the Pleiadians are here, the Andromedans, the Venusians, the Ontarians, some priestesses from Lemuria, the Mintakan Elohim angels. And they're saying that this activation or transmission is for opening up our heart, but also to help us to remember to be very gentle with ourselves and to be gentle with each other. Come from that place of gentleness because in the gentleness is great strength, they're saying. So within that, we open our hearts to receive this beautiful blessing from the galactic family, from the angels, from the star beings, from the four-legged and the winged ones, and right here from Mother Gaia, the beautiful tree spirits for stability. They're coming in to help us stay grounded because we also need to get grounded and to remember to rest when you can. Ulaya nordera nordvaro ukosona jemoda ukosora yo. Ah, the ancient grandmothers koromashalo sorokotori i nasukusura ishimata i. Haluaya zovaya o. Halua venua Shemua <laughs> Akusara la ishekina, Arorvara ana ekorata Elohim, 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 Adonai, 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 Irakiaron ara kosar urvia ishtal atkutana yea, Iranova u bazar urva ira, Asheketa u mashai, Ashai, 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 and breathe. 
You are prepared for this Lion's Gate portal. Honor yourselves for showing up. Open your hearts to the great mystery of life. Feel the pleasure, open up to joy, and honor all your feelings and experiences and know that all is in divine order. And there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. You are not alone. We are always with you. We honor you for showing up in the human way on the earth plane. For some of us have never been here before. So we watch you and we learn from you. For when we are ready to come to the earth plane, we have learned so much from you and we honor you and adore you. And there's nothing that you can ever do that would ever make us leave you or go away. We are always with you. We thank you. We love you. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Blessed be. Amen. Rub your hands, make sure you drink plenty of water, ground yourself, put your feet on the earth, hug trees, be gentle and kind with yourselves. Oh my God. And know that that you are so loved and I'm so grateful to everyone. I'm so grateful to you, Monica, for your beautiful heart. You give so selflessly with such a beautiful open heart and it shows in your essence, in your smile. And I'm so grateful to you. So thank you. Thank you. And um, please keep sharing your beautiful art. It's so healing and so inspiring. Thank you. And I still have that drawing that I start doing already for the painting that I'm going to do of you. (laughs) I haven't forgot. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, Marian, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank I you. really, really appreciate it. Please, if all of you can hold me in your prayers <sighs> as I continue to journey through. Oh, wow. It's, it's, I don't have words. I do know the feeling that I feel so much love from so many, and that is the greatest gift in this lifetime is to to know how loved I truly am and that we really are loved. And it's a beautiful blessing. Thank you. Thank you. I thank everybody for being here or for the ones that are gonna see the replay at the same time. We have Leonora Piefer. And uh, she's been here, Amber Ferguson. And uh, we have, those are the ones that they've been, been posting. Oh. And yes, and tomorrow, uh, I'm sorry, not tomorrow. The next Sunday, I started another podcast, The Heart of the Artist. Oh. 
And in that one, we are going to have uh, the president uh, that I have the the pleasure to to meet from Pintoras Mexicanas. That is goes all worldwide. That I'm part of it, and uh, I'm going to be interviewing here. And the next Monday, I'm going to have Shanna Rom. It's a beautiful, beautiful coach and sister that I adore. And I hope I see you, everybody. And thank you for being here. Thank, thank you so you. much. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And sending you lots of love. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarriorlove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.